What's up? It's your boy, the Disaster Prince, and today I'm going to talk about something that isn't a video game, for once. Uh, so I'm going to be talking about my favorite band of all time, the Mountain Goats. I know, I know. It, what What is there to be said? But I'm going to just start by going over the stuff I like, as I usually do. I'm going to start by saying I own current, presently three albums, uh, Maybe four? Yeah, three, three. I have uh, the classics, obviously. I have Tallahassee, All Eternals deck, and this year. So, some some good selections. You know, I can find some of the older songs online. And this video is brought to you by... It's not actually brought to you by anything. Um, Annotated the Mountain Goats is a great site, and I love it. It is so useful. And for some reason, my computer does not want to comply with me. Does not want to show me anything of the mountain goats, so we're gonna to go to the mountain goats wiki because I need some way to like shape my thoughts. And the first album, the, I mean, obviously, like any good reasonable person, the first song you hear from the mountain goats is either No Children or This Year. And for me, it was No Children. Uh, as depressing as this sounds, I heard No Children and it made me like low-key a little sick to my stomach because of the sheer hopelessness of it and I decided I needed to listen to more of the mangas because if something can instill that much emotion in you in like a good three minutes then you need to consume more of it and Tallahassee as an album is still like so good and so poignant and it's about control and sometimes the control you have to have is by ruining someone else's life and also your own which is like a big theme with all of their stuff. Of course, I know, I know. I'm just going over the stuff I like. But uh, recently, I've been getting really into some of the stuff Jean, Jean, Jean Darnier, John Darnielle, John Darnielle, I don't know if it's actually Darn, Darnell, Darnielle, uh, says before the songs, because I just think that's pretty special. And right now, I have some stuff I've saved to my phone. And I don't actually know which uh, these go to, so I'm going to read you some, and I'm going to hope that I know what they go to. Uh, this one just is just the phrase, this song is like doing 20 Hail Mar Marys and 5 Our Fathers. Um, I think this one was off Tallahassee? Uh, maybe not the song, but the album. But I can't be sure. Um, you know, it could really have been off anything. And that I like, you know, he really has a personal connection to his songs. And that's some good shit. Uh, also, just the lyrics to everything. And uh, I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to talk about a very underrated album. A very underrated album. Moon, Colony, Bloodbath. Another album that occasionally makes me feel very sick to my stomach. Because, you know, Cannibalism grosses a girl out. But it's a good album. Uh, it's so good. Um, Surrounded, of course, is a great song. I mean, I played this album last Halloween. It was perfect, fit the mood great. Um, Satori in Denver and Colin Pillar Steps are my favorite. Scorpio Rising is eh. Lucifer Rising is good. Surrounded is good. Sudden Oak Death doesn't really fit the themes of the rest, but is good. And Emerging is probably the most, like, intense with its, you know, descriptions of cannibalism. Well, it's not like the descriptions are gross, but you know, 
can see this man's change and you can see what he becomes. So for those of you who don't know the lyrics to Emerging, I'm afraid that I'm going to have to read you some. So, you know, um, I think the best part is probably um, uh, oozing, oozing, um, kick an incubator opening open like a flower in bloom, sustenance, blessed sustenance, sustenance, oozing from the tomb. I know that sleeping bodies hide, sweet things inside. Yeah, gross. You know, it just makes a girl want to like grab at her organs, like, ooh, 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 ooh. but like, you know, it's good. And um, comments on the song that really fit the whole album because uh, the wiki does have some denoted um, ramblings. This is a song about the organ harvesting colonies on the moon, and the guy who works there and becomes a cannibal and starts eating the corpses, which he is supposed to be taking care of, you know, growing kidneys of, for the government and stuff. The song is about sort of the song about when he sort of is up there going a little crazy, you know, because he's all alone on the moon except for all the corpses growing in the pods, and you know, and he begins to eat them, and it's sort of a love song to the corpses he's about to eat. A lot of mountain goat songs are love songs, which you know, love doesn't always have to be romantic. And love doesn't always have to be a good thing. Um, now, I think the first full album I listened to after, so back to, I got into it. I listened to some more songs at Tallahassee. But I never listened to Tallahassee in full from the, those first days. I got into, I listened to um, All Eternal Stack. And I fell in love with that. Um, I listened to it all the way through. And I listened to Tallahassee all the way through, uh, Sunset Tree all the way through. I listened to Beat the Champ all the way through, and then I listened to um, All Hail West Texas, and then Transcendental Youth, and then Heretic Pride, and a couple more EPs like Moon Colony Bloodbath and um, Devil in Shortwave, and I feel like there's an album. I, I have not listened to all of, the, all of Life in the World to Come, but I have listened to a couple songs off it. Um, uh, you know, there are a lot of, I've listened to classics. I've listened to, um, all of Goths. I don't really like Goths all that much. I mean, there are some songs that I really do love off Goths. Um, Rain in Soho goes so hard. It goes so hard. I swear, like, it's an intense song. I love it. Um, I also like Andrew Eldridge's Moving Back to the Leaves, because that one's like, you know, kind of weighs heavy on your soul. Great King and the Silver Flame. Attunement, eh, we do it different on the West Coast, kind of good. Unicorn Tolerance has, like, a, a Beat the Champ vibe. I really do love Beat the Champ. How does he make professional wrestling emotional? How? By being good at songwriting, it's how. Like, Paid in Cocaine, Wear Black, eh, uh, Abandoned Flesh, yes. Yes, Abandoned Flesh, it's so good. I do like some songs that aren't on the albums, like, uh, I mean, some of these might be on albums, but... Hail St. Sebastian is good. Uh, Everybody hates a victim who won't stop fighting back is such a good line. And it's a song about being defiant. And on the subject of being defiant, I have a good rambling of um, the best ever death metal band out of Denton. Uh, and he says, I've always tried... No, wait, that's the wrong thing. Um, that I was about to read you my favorite, and we're not getting there yet. Okay, so here we are. This is a song about hope in your life. There's this magnificent Mark Etzel song titled, It is important throughout life to proclaim your joy. It is also a point, 
It is also important to admit on occasion to the righteousness of your fury and the justness of your cause in the face of those who would do you wrong and who would rob you of your youth and who would ignore what's good and beautiful in you. Now, I know this is some corny platitude stuff, but I know people who got sent places and it sucked for them. You can't even say how bad it was like. Kirk Fitzpatrick, I remember when they sent you away, man. This is for you. Uh, best ever death metal band out of Denton is really good. Oh, All Hail West Texas. I'm kind of disappointed there wasn't a song called All Hail West Texas because that's such a good title. Much like I'm disappointed that um, We Shall All Be Healed was not on the album We Shall All Be Healed. And honestly, that's my favorite song that goes with that set of um, uh, songs. We Shall All Be Healed is the best song. We Shall All Be Healed, even though it wasn't technically on We Shall All Be Healed. Now, I do have an opinion on every Mountain Goat song. Uh, not everyone, of course. But um, I'm going to talk a bit more about Tallahassee because I feel like that's just a, a good album. And I also love that he just, like, puts a lot of preference to everything. It's just good. I like it. You know, you can tell he cares. Um, <laughs> sorry, I just noticed some trivia. Songs, Ethiopians, and Alpha Chum Gatherer were written and recorded for the album. Alpha Chum Gatherer? I mean, I know it's the whole Alpha Couple set, which is good shit, but um, it's a weird title. But, I mean, there are lots of... And this is an album with the, the title International Small Arm Traffic Blues, which is such a good title. Like, the dude knows how to title the songs. Ethiopians goes. I think he said of it. No, no, he said that of um. One of the songs on this album, I think, uh, was described to be a dance number, which is so good because these are all violently depressing songs. And then, of course, one of the best titles of anything ever: "Going to Federal Prison." Uh, of, I think once it was said of "Going to Federal Prison," it is the holy grail of Lost Mountain Goat songs. It wasn't really lost, but, you know, it was never fully written. Um, I like a couple of going to songs. Uh, going to Georgia, as controversial as it is, you can enjoy that in, like, a non, like, agreeing with the main character way. Because it's got that good manic energy, because sometimes you know you're wrong in doing something. Sometimes you're just a little too, like, angry to realize what you're doing. Not that I've ever, like, done anything like that. But, you know, when you're, like, just, you almost want to be in that headspace where you're, like, righteous and fury. As misguided as he is. But it's a good album. And, um, Going to Georgia is a good song. Uh, Going to Palestine. I can't believe John Darnielle single-handedly freed Palestine. That woman set herself on fire today. It's just so good. Uh, going to some damn English city has a fun title. Shit, what are some other going... Oh, going to Maine. Going to Maine. Let's... Going to Maine was the first, like, vintage Mountain Goat song I heard. Uh, vintage air for two. <laughs> I probably shouldn't anything before, um... Oh, hell, West Texas. Which is not, like, a good way to think of it. Because I'd argue... You get way more vintage than that. I'm not, like, a diehard fan, I swear. Like, I'm not that diehard. I talk big game, but really I'm not, like, as intense as some people can be. I just, you know, play that funky music, white boy. Um, John Danielle, I thank you for writing this stuff. It's just some good content. Um, 
So I'm just pulling up annotated the mountain gods on my phone because I want to talk about I'll hail West Texas some more. Um, it's got a lot of intro. Annotated the mountain gods is a very good site because it like tells you what everything means and also tells you like things John Darnielle said about these songs and like vaguely their history. Uh, I know he said of a couple of his songs that you know he's not made the right protest songs, but the second two songs on the album are both like you know low-key protest songs but like not songs you'd sing in a protest but um the the second song is fall of the high school running back uh fall of the star high school running back sorry and it's he where he talked about oh fuck minimum sentencing i mean i don't know if he said the phrase fuck minimum sentences but you know it's the vibe of the song then color in your cheeks is about open borders and uh, Ohio West Texas does have some so many good like strings attached through it. Like the first four songs, the best ever death metal band out of Denton, Fall of the Star, High School Running Back, Color in Your Cheeks, and Jenny are all very it's not happy, defiant songs. And then you get into uh, Fault Lines, Balance, Pink and Blue, Riches and Wonders, The Mess Inside, Jefferson Davis County Blues, and to Distant Stations, Blues in Dallas, Source to Gain, Absolute Flip Those Effect. And then it kind of goes to, like, you know, that classic, oh, relationships that don't work. And then it kind of slips into, like, just general loneliness vibes. Um, Pink and Blue is an odd song. Because Pink and Blue, nobody ever fucking talks about Pink and Blue. But according to John Darnielle and the fans, he's never played the song live. But he doesn't, like, hate the song. Well... It's a good song. It's so good. Like, it's really fucking soft. And it's, like, about this, like, new parent who doesn't know what to do with their kid. And is, you know, just fucking trying. Well, twins, boy and a girl. Pink and blue. I suppose it could be a boy red in the face. But it's a, it's a good song. Um. Yeah, it could be about twins or uh, one boy. Who knows? Uh, on the subject of uh, All Hail West Texas, there was um, I Only Listened to Mountain Goats, which was a cover album of All Hail West Texas. It's the second full cover album, I think. Don't quote me on that. Because there was Tallahassee Turns 10, but I do not like Tallahassee Turns 10 as much as I like I Only Listened to Mountain Goats. Uh... There are a lot of good songs, and some songs, forgive me for this, I kind of like that. The cover of, um, I think it's fucking Fault Lines, is very good. And Laura Jane Grace does a good cover of Best Ever Death Metal Band. Lone Lance is like a very funky fall of the high school run. Star High School running back. ABO Sound Machines, Color in Your Cheeks. So good. Uh, uh, I like, but uh, Balance is my favorite. Um, no, it, it might have been Richards and Wonders that I really liked. People talk shit about Amanda Palmer covering the mess inside, but it's a very honest song, and it's in the theme of a lot of what the Mountain Goats does, which is like, he may not be a perfect singer, but you know, you can feel the emotion in his voice. Distance Stations is good. Um, Source Decay, I think, is my favorite cover on this album, though. Like, I like Source Decay good. 
And one thing I really have to, a bone to pick with the cover of Source K is there's a slight discrepancy in the lyrics where they don't sing the lyric that I like. And the lyric to Source Decay is um, something like, um, uh, let me see. Um, uh, um, I write it out forever when I almost feel my heart break. I almost swear I hear it happen. It's that clean and that hard. And I think they changed it to it's that clear, clear and not hard. And I don't like that as much. But just the idea of like you're driving and you can just that's the wrong sound. Just when you've got a piece of slate breaks in half and you can just feel it. And you can hear it, and you know. I don't know. It's a fucking good song. Um, I also like when you can see his ramblings, and it's like a paragraph. Though that one, considering it's sourced to his Tumblr, is probably something he wrote about it. Now, it's I think confirmed at least or implied that the person in that is the same as in Jenny. Jenny is a good song. Um. Uh, Jenny has been like, I think apparently referred to being a negative song. I don't think it's a negative song. I think it's a very positive song, you know. Uh, we were the one thing in the universe God didn't have his eyes on. It's great. Um, no, there was a very good ramble for family happiness. I'm going to see if I can find it. But in the meantime, we can always talk about. Oh, yeah, here we are. So this is a song about a couple of people in a car, and uh, it's kind of hot in the car, though it's cold outside, and the reason it's hot in the car is the seething temperature of their hatred. They're sort of like, you know, one of those situations where you really, let's say you're in this car, and you've probably been at some point, the odds are pretty good you've been in this car, and uh, at one point, yeah, you, at one point or another, you look over at the speedometer, and it says 75, you're riding shotgun, and you think, you do this sort of quick calculation. You don't really know. You know you're not a physicist, much less a criminal investigator or anything like that. You're just a person in a car and you, that you wish you weren't in. But you think, if I pop the door and drop and roll and tuck my elbows in, between here and the bushes at the shoulder, what damage, what's the damage I sustain? And you picture your lifeless, unconscious body rolling down the beautiful hill and you see yourself as though in a Japanese film and think, you know, I might not make it. You know, I might make it. Maybe I will look up to this and see the last bit of the car speeding away from me. And I will count that, that as a victory. This is a song This is a song about people who have chosen whatever the opposite of victory is. I'm, I'm, I'm literally just spending this entire episode recapping what John Darniel says. This episode brought to you by John Darniel. I mean, you can barely even hear what Violet's saying over here. But I really like that. I effing love the themes in the mangoes of like, knowing that you're making the bad choice by making it anyway. Which is something that's present in going to Maine. It's going to Georgia. Family happiness. Everything on Tallahassee. Everything cut from Tallahassee. It's 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 there a lot. And one of my um and now I think I can move on to the sunset tree. Um I'm gonna cover the sunset tree and then maybe cover um, Beat the Champ, because I really like that. And the three, of course, we know, is this iconic album. Iconic. Um, and it opens with You or Your Memory, which is so good. It's just some good shit. Um, just the titles from this album. You or Your Memory, Dance Music, Up the Wolves, which, shit, I gotta talk about that. Lion's Teeth. 
I mean, let us not forget our Hast Thou Considered the Tetrapod and Song for Dennis Brown. Love, 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 Dan. That's also really good. Um, this is a somber album. This is an intense album. It is a good album. It's fucking good. Um, Pale Green Things. Such a good song. The last song in the album. 13th song, and it is hopeful and somber and nostalgia just ripping in your chest. And I think that's a very heavy theme in The Sunset Tree. And a lot of his work is just this intense nostalgia. It's not a good thing. Nostalgia can have teeth sometimes. But it's intense and it's not a soft nostalgia. It's just you can't go back and you don't want to go back, but you also can't get rid of these memories. It's it's tough stuff. I mean, I don't really relate to themes. I, I mean, I relate to some of the themes in the Sunset Tree, you know, like, but the general, you know, just like angst, that teen angst vibes. But like, there's a lot of shit in the Mountain Ghost that I just straight up, like, can't relate to, like the abuse and the marital angst and the drug addiction. like. I haven't gone through any of that stuff, but still, somehow, I can find relatable bits in songs about telling your lover that, like, well, who am I kidding? There's no one properly communicates in these songs. Uh, hoping your lover notices that you're implying that you hate her. Um, and then Up the Wolves. Up the Wolves is such a good song. I'm going to read you. It's probably my favorite comment by John Darnielle about any of his songs ever. And it's about Up the Wolves. And it's, I'm always trying to figure out what to say about this goddamn song. Part of me wants to say, look, it's about revenge. But as soon as I say that, no, that's not quite it. Part of me wants to say it's about the satisfaction of not needing revenge. And I say, no, that's some new age stuff. I think it's a song about the moment in your quest for revenge when you learn to embrace the futility of it. The moment when you look when, the moment when you know that the thing you want is ridiculous and pompous and a terrible thing to want anyway. The direction in which you're headed is not the direction in which you want to go. And you're going to head that way a little longer anyway, because that's just the kind of person you are. Like, that's poignant. That's just intense. And it's just, you know, sometimes you're not making the right choices. Sometimes you're not a good person. Sometimes all that's left to do is sing. And that's a vibe that the Mountain Goats gives off. It's actually in comment of, I think, one of the comments on No Children is like, sometimes all the, the only thing you can do now is sing. And you're not going to want to sing, but it's all you can do. <sighs> Sorry, there's some weird ads. Like, this one just says, did J.K. Rowling botch the Wizarding World timeline? Like, no, I'm trying to talk about Jean Darnielle. Why do I keep saying Jean? Who, who do I think I am? Um, uh, I also really love the sun, uh, love, 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 off the sunset tree. It's a big song about, you know, nostalgia tearing at your throat and stuff. And there are some very good lines in this. Uh, I love the beginning when he's just naming, like, figures. Cause it's like a nice mash. You got a biblical, you got two biblical figures, and uh, two real world figures, and one literary figure. You've got King Saul, Joseph's brothers, Sonny Liston, uh, Raskolnikov, 
and um, Kurt Cobain. And, you know, that's it's a depressing song. A lot of the songs are. <laughs> One of the comments on it is, this is kind of like Cubs in this is kind of like Cubs in Five if it were a serious song about death, which is kind of like just listing stuff. And Cubs in Five is another very good song. Um, it's uh, you know a list of things like uh, and the Canterbury Tales will shoot up to the top of the bestseller list. It's like all impossible things, or at least things that have never happened. Um. I assume the line uh, and stay there for 27 weeks implies that no one has ever stayed at the top of the New York Times bestseller list for 27 weeks, or at least the record was 26. I'm not sure. It's one of those, it's, the comments on it say like it's kind of silly because it doesn't really have a meaning, but there are a lot of songs that I think are very good. And uh, what was I saying? There are a lot of songs uh, by John Darnie. Forgive me, I'm really tired this episode. It's been a long week, day. Uh, it's going to be a long, like, five weeks. It's going to be a long two months. Um, but positivity. Um, there are a lot of, like, silly little songs that are really good. Like, they could be poignant. Like, uh... Uh, um, Golden Boy, which I think is one of Max's favorite songs, um, and it's, it's about the fact that there will be no Pan-Asian supermarkets down in hell, so you can't buy Golden Boy peanuts. I said there will be no Pan-Asian supermarkets down in hell, so you can't buy Golden Boy peanuts. Yeah. And it's just about, like... It's not about anything. It's about peanuts, but it's also about being a good person and like the traditional theory of uh, of like Christianity and like yeah. There's this line that's if an enemy oppresseth you, then you must let him oppress you some more. And um, it's almost like about the and forgive me if I'm misreading this song or reading too much into it. Um, the banality or uselessness of like, the way mainstream Christianity is taught. Like, there's the whole Life in the World to Come album, which is all about Christianity. And that's about Christianity in tough places, almost. It's not about unwavering faith. It's about when things go bad, you kind of need God on your side, and you kind of need to believe, and you can take that into your real life. Not that your life isn't real and bad things happen, but... Um, there, It's just so... And I don't mean to knock at Christianity when I say these things. I'm just trying to interpret this song. But um, there are lines like, you must, it's about going to hell and heaven and, you know, what it takes to get there. And the punishment for going to hell. No Pan-Asian supermarkets. You can't buy this one specific brand of peanuts. And Golden Boy, of course, is the, you know, the golden rule. And then there's shit like, um, uh, you must give to the March of Dimes. You must guard against wickedness and everything. It's like, yeah, these are good things to do. It's good to lead, lead a good life. But this is almost a song about how, like, you know, you kind of do things and they're small. Um, and maybe they aren't the right thing to do. Or maybe they aren't the thing that you want to do for, all for this kind of silly little reward. Or maybe it's about these are the things you want to do that you don't actually want to 
be like a martyr or anything. Like, you're, you're like, oh, your life is so kind of bogged down that, like, the worst thing you can imagine is that there are no pan-Asian supermarkets down in hell and you're not standing up to your enemy. I don't know. The description, the only comment is, it's a rather stupid song. And I've just ripped into it. It's not a stupid song. Um, I mean, it is a stupid song. It's a very stupid song. It's also fun. So, there's that. Uh, let's see, there's Going to Maine, Afghana, which is another good album. Which is what, uh, it's another kind of silly album. This is a song about, you know, extramarital shit. Um, mine is, uh, when I was, uh, comments from John Darnielle are, when I was writing songs like this, I'd never, uh, been further east than, you know, like Portland, Oregon, or maybe Upland, California, you know, but yeah. I mean, I was born in Indiana, but my family moved out to California when I was like a year old. And when I would think of Maine, it was just like this whole, term the east coast it was like this shangri-la a distant place where people did strange things and engaged in customs i could not understand but well i live out here now it's a good song i do um enjoy it and oh here's a good comment i don't mean to read two in a row but on what why it's okay to like these dumb little songs it says so i'm gonna play go let's go to Maine. but i want to say but i want people not to hate me for saying it's kind of a dumb song not that there's anything wrong but when i say that i think people People think that I mean, I kind of think people mean there's something wrong with you for liking the dumb song. Most of the songs I like are dumb songs, so it's okay. But even though Go Far Assessing Let's Go to Maine is sort of a philosophical treatise on the nature of regret or anything like that, because it's not. It's just an excuse to put Maine in the series of songs I've been writing. Um, song, you know, about... But you can also, you know, extrapolate these things and relate to them in weird ways. You read too much into things, or at least I do. But it's kind of fun to do that. It's kind of fun to take something and be like, you say something, but I'm going to interpret it like this. It's kind of like being a literary critic, which, not going to lie, would be a sweet job. Just write some bullshit. Also, I have good ideas. Hire me, literary criticism magazines. Um, yeah. Let's just say, yeah, I'm... Oh, shit, I was going to talk about Beat the Champ. Again, excuse me for uh, droning on or trailing off. I'm tired. Uh, I'm, if you can't, you obviously can't tell. Just motioning with my hands and spinning them around in circles as I try to think of what I want to say. So. Beat the Champ is a 15th studio album by the Mountain Goats. The album focuses mainly on professional wrestling, although there are some songs by John Darnielle's own admission are really more about death and the difficult to navigate interior spaces than wrestling. But, you know, it's still about wrestling. And I like a lot of the songs here. Southwestern Territory is good. Legend of Chavo Guerrero goes for an object animal mask. Choked out, I love. I misinterpreted Choked Out the first time I heard it. I'm kind of sad that I misinterpreted it because I kind of like my interpretation better and by I kind of, I mean I do we're going to talk about Choked Out, and I'm going to talk about Heel Turn 2. And then maybe we're going to talk about the Battle of Boromanos. First, we're going to talk about Choked Out. Choked Out is a very short song. It is 1 minute and 42 seconds. And it is about a man who is willing to choke out his opponents during a wrestling match. 
And I misinterpreted this as a man who's overexerting himself in a wrestling match. And, you know, it was kind of like, uh, like, what's that play with the tuberculosis and the acting? And the, uh, they made a movie out of it. And it was about, like, people in Paris. And it was like, there's nothing better than to love and to be loved. Whatever. You know, die after the final performance and just, you know, pass out, but, you know, become a legend. Because it's... It's low-key about small-time wrestling. It's also low-key about, like, big-shot wrestling. Um, which brings us to the Ballad of Bull Romanos, which is great. Uh, it's just so emotional. It's about kind of falling out of the limelight. It has some threads to the later album, Goth, which is absolutely about falling out of the limelight. Um, and it's about uh, a wrestler who's retired, and it's... <clears throat> Drive a great big truck when I'm old, when I'm old. Haul the wrecks down to the wreck yard. Help the boys unload, you know. Uh, the course is never die, never die. Stand with a bullwhip in my hand and rise, rise, surrounded by friends. But, you know, his death and, you know, his life. I think one of my favorite bits is when, I mean, obviously I can't do any of the ramblings or the songs justice because John Darnie Yellow has such a great way of, like, talking. Um, but there's this bit that's like, um, as the operating theater grows dim, aren't you that old wrestler with the bullwhip? Yes, sir, that's me. I'm him. And it's just like, you know, owning your identity is a big thing in this. Or having someone else own your identity, which is kind of a theme in um, Southwestern Territory, which uh, a wrestler who I reflects on, you know, his life, and that's also about falling out of the limelight. Um, and you know what's another, um, I mean, it doesn't fit in exactly, because it's just one line about being a gladiator, but spent gladiator too. Uh, like a spent gladiator crawling in the Colosseum dust who can count on his remaining limbs, all the people he can trust. Um, like the one who stands behind him, cheering him on, ecstatic when he stands defiant, wild with abandon when he go when he's gone, just stay alive. That's good. And there's also a line that's like, show up in shining colors to just stand there and get hit. Um, oh, it's finally time for him to quit. Show up in shining colors and then stand there and get hit, which is obviously about like someone doing their last wrestling match or boxing match. And oh yeah, Boronos, real person apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, I love Heel Turn 2. Heel Turn 2 is so fucking depressing, but it's like, it really fits one of my favorite characters of all time, Rodimus Prime from the IDW Transformer series. But it's such a good song. It's about, like, it's, and I tried the losing side. I don't want to die in here. I don't want to die in here. It's about, like, hating yourself, but also having to get out of a situation and becoming that bad person and almost hating yourself more for it. Like, being like, okay, I'm in a situation that's bad, and I need to get out of here, so I'm going to crush everything good about me. Um, here's a quote. Uh, there are times in your life where you say, fuck it. I'm not going to do what's right anymore. I tried that for a while. And what did it get me? Hard times. So you think it could be kind of traumatic to suddenly start doing wrong all the time. And maybe you in your life try a wrong thing or two and think, oh man, everybody hates me. Now I can't do that. Maybe some, make some changes and seek the righteous path again. In professional wrestling, when you turn fate, 
when you turn from face, which is short for baby face, which means good guy, to heel, which is short for heel, which means bad guy, that turn is total. And it's beautiful because you see somebody just immediately go, I was over here on the good side, but I'm going over to the bad side. There's no episode four where you see, oh no, it was just a gradual, it was a gradual descent into evil. It was right in front of you. It was right there. Suddenly, you see a guy go, man, fuck it. Just, he's so good at describing things. And I have recently come into the library's copy of Wolf in White Van, which is one of John Darnielle's novels. I think it's one of his two novels. Um, i got to check that. Uh, I haven't actually started it yet, but I cannot wait. If he's as good as novel writing as he is as songwriting, well, let me get hype. All right? Um, John Darnielle novels. Yeah. Google is my friend. Ah, he is three. Master of Reality, Wolf and White Van, and Universal Harvester. I think are all low-key sci-fi themed. Anyway, uh, I'm going to end this because, wow, I've talked for 36 minutes about a band. Mostly just quoting him, honestly, at this point. But, John O'Neill, if you're listening, A, um, obviously not, B, I really hope I can see you in concert sometime. Um, God, I fucking love this band. <laughs> I need to get my hands on a copy of All Hail West Texas. That's it, folks. It's Astro Prince, signing off.